What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Bobby Fulton to my Jackie Fulton, Lester Jones. Yeah, hello, everybody. <laughs> the guy that's getting text messages because he didn't silence his phone. So those are like other wrestlers? <laughs> yeah, they're wrestlers. You're going to run out at some point. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to very quickly. And, of course, that's the sound of the ninth wonder, chocolate thunder, licking butts and getting in guts, the ass tasting, time's a-wasting, having fun, eating that scrum, the phenomenal one, A.J. Singh. You taste one ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then another and another. <laughs> you tasted one ass, you've tasted them all. <laughs> now, guys, usually we do a little bit of small talk here at the beginning of the show, but we're not doing that today, ladies and gentlemen, because we just got out of the theater watching my most anticipated movie of the year, The Batman. And so we're going to do both a little non not to be confused with the other Batman. <laughs> right. This is the <laughs> Batman. The definitive. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do both uh, up top a, a spoiler-free review for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. And then we'll get cracking on a little more spoilery plot breakdown. Uh, but we will give ev- everybody a heads up once we get into spoiler territory. Um, let me go ahead and bring up the old Rotten Tomatoes here, though. Um, I believe so. Right now, the movie's sitting at an eighty-five percent. But I figured let's give the the old synopsis of the movie here. Uh, Batman ventures into Gotham City's underworld when a sadistic killer leaves behind a trail of cryptic clues. As the evidence begins to lead closer to home and the scale of the perpetrator's plans becomes clear, he must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long plagued the metropolis or the Gotham in this case. Um. Oh, yeah, this movie, two hours and 56 minutes. It's it's a hefty one. Uh, but the movie stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle, Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant James Gordon, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, Paul Dano as the Riddler, and John Totoro as Carmine Falcone. All right, guys, so off the top, just what were you guys' overall spoiler-free impressions of the film? I liked it, uh... In my mind, I automatically like try to compare it, but I I haven't remember I don't remember the Nolan Batman's like, you know, shot for shot. I haven't seen them for a while, for years now. So, it's up there. You know, it's uh it's top two. I'd say I don't know if it's number one or not though. But you would think you might be considering it. Yeah, I'm considering it. Yeah. Okay, interesting. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was a solid entry. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I I thought I was gonna be like I don't know. I I was I kind of kept my hopes at a lower level but <laughs> i thought it was yeah definitely a solid movie it is good to go into a movie like without getting your hopes too high i think mm-hmm. um yeah i, I like the film uh as well <clears throat> i liked it tonally it was very noirish uh uh kind of a crime noir uh like i think probably the best batman comics are also kind of uh, uh at the center of it a mystery which i like as well um, I definitely like the movie as well. For for me, I definitely it doesn't top either Batman Begins or The Dark Knight for me, but I do like it a lot. Uh, I'll definitely have to watch it a few more times. Um, we'll we'll get to it. I thought maybe the ending. I liked it, but maybe a little anticlimactic. Climactic. I'll have to see what you guys think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so off the top, uh, let's go through the performances. What do you guys think of, of Robert Pattinson as, as the Batman? 
He was yeah, good. I, I liked him quite a bit. Yeah, very brooding character. You know. Stay the that way the whole time. No, I, I liked him too, definitely as a Batman. But what do you guys think of him as, as Bruce Wayne? Because in, in most movies, you know, Bruce Wayne does the whole thing where he's he's kind of playboyish to throw people off his set. You know, he doesn't want people to know he's Batman. So Bruce Wayne kind of comes off as as, as like you know. I mean, I mean, that's a thing that never really makes sense in in other like times though, because like. He's like, I'm Batman all day, and like, I fuck party girls all all through the day, and then I'm Batman all through the night. And I was like, Come on, dude, when the fuck are you sleeping? <laughs> well, yeah, he, he he like he's getting tops four hours of sleep a yeah, day. <laughs> uh, like this one, he's like, I, you know, I don't have time to be Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> I get that, but it also makes him broody twenty four seven. Yeah, he's always whenever he's Bruce, he's got like that gothy like hair. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like people like you always kind of feel like people put together that he's batman but in this movie i think it's maybe even truer to the case it's like oh yeah that guy that's always depressed and mopey <laughs> yeah. well, well that's the thing too when he like meets the same people like he still has like the same like batman attitude he's like he's just like quiet and sullen yeah like like he doesn't change it up it's like <laughs> Hey, wait, you're just like that Batman asshole who wouldn't talk to me for like five minutes. Yeah. Just sat there staring at me like a dick. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of true. He, a lot of times it's like he's just like staring at people yeah. like solemnly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you guys think of, of Zoe Kravitz's uh, Selena Kyle slash Catwoman? Yeah, I thought she was okay. Uh, they, She's solid, yeah. yeah. She's cute. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's what you're going to reduce it to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's like you want that first, and then right. Like, but no, I thought it was a, a good performance. I did. Well. It's a good thing she didn't make her like you know Catwoman like the superhero, like you know doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Like right, right. After that. she was kind of like a normal person who had some athleticism. I also liked it when when her and Batman like first meet and kind of get into. Well, I, okay, I, I won't do that because it's a, <laughs> a slightly spoilery. Um, I'll get into that in a bit. But, um, um, yeah. I, and I also liked that they, as far as her look, they kind of went with the um, Darwin Cook, you know, Ed Brubaker running the comics, how she looked there um, for anyone who actually reads the Batman mm-hmm. comics. That's actually, a, a, like, definitely the best uh, Catwoman running comics. It's really good. Um what do you guys think of uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin? And would you guys, like, if you didn't know it was him, would you have known it was him? Like, I'll say I wouldn't have. I totally forgot it was him. And then after the movie, when I was listening to somebody talk about it, I was like, whoa, that, that was Colin Farrell? Oh, my God. Yeah, he, me and him were talking about, like, I don't know if it's all practical practical makeup or if it's CGI or a combo of the two, but whatever they did, man, it, it makes him look so different. Yeah, he looked very different. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't feel like, yeah, well... He did have some parts, but kind of like a slightly reduced part. But yeah. yeah, I think I saw like a preview before. I didn't know it was him. I definitely didn't recognize him. But um, I, I, I don't think I would have recognized him, but I think I would have felt like there was something familiar, maybe. Like I'd be like, something, something here. But I, don't, I don't think I would have right, put, it together. put it together. Yeah. Um, let's go with uh, the villain of the movie. Paul Dano is the Riddler. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Paul Dano and other stuff, and he's he's still a, he's kind of a kid, you know. <laughs> but uh, he he did, yeah. He played the role well. He kind of has that like menacing kind of like you know un like uh he's under the radar. He looks like he would be like a good Riddler in that sense. Yeah, 
Well, I like that they went darker with the character. I, I don't know if I really love the costume where he basically just has a bag on his head. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know they want to hide his identity, but it's not the most interesting costume in, right. in the world. Um, I don't know if I loved loved his performance, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of. I, I felt like it was good that they kept him like kind of in the dark, you know, like not so much screen time because uh, right, you know, you sometimes in the old Batman movies, like the bad guy got so much screen time and it 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 didn't work sometimes, you know, and this worked. I yeah, kind of it, feel like when the mask came <clears throat> off later, like he was just like. Over the top enough that I was kind of like, eh, like I was withdrawing. Like maybe bit. he could have took it down a click. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I get the scene that you're talking about and, and we'll get into it. I think you might be right about that. Um, you know, it's not a huge spoiler or anything, but like, uh, what do you guys think of Andy Serkis as, as Alfred? Because to me, I didn't think, he's not in the movie like a ton. Like, uh, I hope did, that's he not. He didn't get much time, yeah. So I, it was hard to really form an opinion about him. Like, I thought he was fine, but his role is, like, limited enough that I don't know if we've got enough of a sense of him. Yeah, I don't know if you got enough time to feel, like, affectionate for him. Right. Like, Michael Caine in, in the Nolan movies, like, you really get yeah, enough time with him that you, you know, are invested in him yeah. a lot. Yeah, I felt that. And also, like, I don't know, there's probably certain, like, people you could have enrolled that where like if you cast them and even if they had less like you'd be like oh you didn't you didn't do that like you didn't punch mr rogers in the face (laughs) i don't know whatever but i want to ask you guys like what do you think was the theme like some of the themes of this movie like i guess what i'm getting at and i'll keep it spoiler free for here um vague and get into it in more detail once we start going into spoilers but i thought there was Almost uh, a criticism of, of an aspect of Batman. I don't know if you'd want to call it toxic masculinity, but I thought there was several instances, instances in the movie where, like, they kind of took that power fantasy that's, you know, part of people who enjoy Batman and, like, you know, this thought about, you know, vengeance and punching, like, bad guys, like, in the face and kind of said, like, maybe that's not a good thing. Like, maybe that fantasy leads to things you don't want like and there was like several kind of things in the movie i think that were like telling people that what did you guys get that at all maybe i mean he he still had his line like you know he didn't want guns but he punching people was one. <laughs> yeah i mean uh i guess towards the end no i don't know i kind of felt like he stayed the same in that well there well there's a spoiler one where he like like rages out at one spot yeah well, is there anything else you guys think we should hit before we get into spoilers? No, I, I think we can get into the, the meme. All right, guys, you heard it. So from here on out, spoilers ahead. Um, now I'm, <laughs> this was a, a dense movie, and I'll be honest, even though we just watched it, I certainly am not going to remember every single thing of how they get from point A to point B to point C, but we'll do our best and, 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 and you know, pick up. You know, talk about all the things we want to talk about. Uh, so <clears throat> we opened the film uh, through the Riddler's eyes, basically, and we can hear his kind of creepy breathing as he's uh, scoping out this uh, well-to-do family. Uh, it's Halloween. <clears throat> we find out in a little bit. So their little kid is dressed up as like a, a swordsman, which I don't know if they're... I thought maybe they were going for Zorro. It's just kind of a callback to the comics because like in a lot of the comics... 
like Bruce himself is a big Zorro fan, and like the movie they go to is the Mask of Zorro, the where his parents yeah. get killed. So I, I don't know if it was a reference. Yeah, one to guy that. called him Zorro at some point in the movie. Yeah, the Penguin refers to him as Zorro, I believe. So there's, the, by the way, there was quite a few uh, references to the comics and and different like comic books in this movie, and like I was telling him like. <clears throat> with most of these comic book movies, like towards the end of the credits, they always have like a special thanks where they list off like the the writers of the comics who they kind of you know crib story elements from. And like this movie had like a bunch of names mm-hmm. at the end, that, and you could definitely tell like there's a little bit of like uh, Long Halloween, Batman Year One. Um, I want to say maybe Batman Earth One, the Jeff Johns story, and um, quite a few different. Uh, comic book stories anyway um we find out this guy's like uh the mayor of the city um and he's like watching his mayoral debate from that he had like earlier on in the day and the the riddler um who wears you know a mask around his face uh infiltrates this guy's um, apartment and and uh clubs him over the head with what we find out later is like a uh carpet puller yeah um, now I thought like the way he hit him there, like I thought he was like dead right there, but we've f- later find out that like he gets his thumb chopped off and Batman says, oh, you can tell by his wound that he was alive. Still alive right? And I'm like, I thought that bitch was dead from those <laughs> hits he took to the head, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, from there, <clears throat> um, it, uh, goes to, to, a shot of Gotham City in the rain. And I will say, I, I thought um, one of the overall pluses of this mov- movie is I think it's all shot very well. And it definitely gives you like a good feeling of Gotham and like that noirish feel. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any complaints there. I, there were definitely um, some very like cinematic like um, shots where, yeah, they're, you could tell they're really trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one thing. This movie is very well shot. Now, I will say, like, so it goes into the scene at the beginning, which I I love, and actually is one of my favorite sequences in the movie, where, like, first of all, we kind of hear his um, inner monologue, right. where he's like, it's October 31st, you know, and it's raining, and... Right. and Darker than a truckload of buckles. Yeah, and he's like, I've been at this for two years, and I don't know if I'm making any headway and stuff like... Yeah. I really love that, because that's, like, a staple of crime noir, you know, is, like, that that kind of narration. My criticism is that goes away for most of the film. And I, I would have loved it if they would have kept that in. Cause you know, one thing I like about reading a Batman comic is you constantly, you know, you get the narration of what Batman's thinking right, in his head. Dialogue. And I think it'd be awesome is like when he's checking out a crime scene, like if you actually hear in his head is like, there's a blood stain on the floor. That's where he was killed, but the body was moved, you know, that kind of stuff. I would have enjoyed that. I don't know if I would have or not. Maybe. I, w- I, I like that kind of stuff. But anyway, I did like this sequence at the beginning where he's basically in his narration. He's like, the city's big. I can't be everywhere. And so we see these different crimes going on, but he's only going to be able to do certain things. Stop one of them. Right. I also <clears throat> like that he was like street level because so many times he's like up on buildings and shit. I was like, I, I felt like he'd being down in the streets was more where you might actually see some crime. <laughs> I mean, I do like that, but you do like a shot every once in a while of Batman looking over the city. I'm 
them, they get those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You don't like figure out like how Batman knows these crimes are happening, like right when they happen. Like that's what like that guy who was about to get beat up at the beginning of the movie. I was like, how did Batman know to be there, like in that subway? I mean, I yeah. I, I, I get the sense that like, and he just happened to be there when like the guy pulled a gun at the the store. Whatever. No, but he wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't. See there. what they're doing is they're showing. There's oh, that's three right. Cr- they skip back. See, there's three crimes in progress. There's the guy robbing the store. There's the guy spray painting the the building, <laughs> and then there's these guys. <laughs> that one was kind of dumb because I was like. Oh, yeah, he's going to kick the shit out of that guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the spray paint. He's going to be like vigilante on Peacemaker. You're welcome, Gotham. <laughs> the, the one guy gets beat up, other guy gets robbed. He's like, i got to pick my crimes. I don't want to pick anybody with a, anything serious going yeah. on. <laughs> but the, the whole point of the sequence is there's those crimes, and then there's the, the subway guy. Now, he luckily, you know, helps the subway guy, but the other guys are scared off by just seeing the, the shadow, the light in the sky, the bat signal. Cause Jim Gordon also with his voiceover, it's like, it's not just a call, it's a warning, you know, but it's on like every night. <laughs> That's true. It's on a lot. So he's really warning those motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> he's like, I got my gun just waiting for the bat signal to go out. <laughs> but you know, I kind of also liked that they posed the, the thing people have talked about a lot. Whenever you talk about Batman is like, what if I commit crimes during the day? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, not not that, but the whole thing about like he's he, he's like I've been at this for two years and things are just getting worse. So it's like is is Batman like maximizing the way he can help people by being the Batman, or would he be actually be better off um, doing like like because like the new the woman that eventually gets elected mayor in this movie before she's elected mayor she she finds him and she's like I'd like to talk to you about like maybe helping out the city financially or whatever. Yeah, she's like female Obama or something. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Politics. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> I could tell where they're going. That also slightly didn't make sense because they were at some point they were like, um, "What's the main mobster's name?" Falcone. Yeah, yeah. I think they're so. like Falcone's put every mayor in office for twenty years. He's the real mayor, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, she won." I was like, "Oh okay," so that narrative kind of breaks down. Well, she only won because that one guy got killed, right? I'm guessing that was like a special election after he was murdered. I don't know. Well, they were running against each other. And then I, I'm guessing since he died, yeah, like she, she they could have ran him. someone else, but like she probably would have won anyways or something like I don't know. But <clears throat> I mean, I think the implication would be there that like Falcone would no longer be there to like corrupt her and pull her strings, I guess. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I thought that beginning sequence was, was pretty great. Um so yeah, we see he he beats the sh- and this was in the trailers like he just beats the shit out of these these face paint goons that were on the subway. Yeah, there's like a gang uh like they they've got a guy corner like they can kick the shit out of him and like Batman just yeah, takes them all on. But he lets them hear his like clunking footsteps for about a half hour before yeah. he shows himself. <laughs> you want to make sure they're nice and scared first. <laughs> and the um he has like the zappy electricity thing in his hand to like shock that one guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, what what do you guys think overall? Because something happens in this fight that happens to Batman a lot in this movie, which is he's just straight up taking gunfire to to his body armor. And I'm like, I get it that he has body armor, but doesn't he have to like? Don't these shots have to hurt like fucking hell? Still, uh, all, I mean, all bo- all modern body armor. Yeah, if you get shot, it's still gonna hurt. <laughs> I mean, because he's taking some massive gunfire yeah. in this movie. I was thinking like he probably has like 
really thick armor. Maybe that's just the logic we have to go with. But I mean, his suit is light enough for him to move around in. Yeah, he's got something, some special uh, Wayne technology. Yeah, and I mean, also like we'll we'll get to it, but he straight up like gets exploded like a bomb like right in his yeah i mean it did seem like he had like a lot of like little gadgets in his belt and stuff it just kind of like random stuff like that shocker and i don't know i kind of like that yeah when he got when that explosion happened i thought he should have been dead like his jaw should have yeah i mean and plus like he did lay there for a while (laughs) (laughs) and like he's getting shot so much that he's lucky none of these guys shoot him in the fucking face yeah Maybe I should get a little, like... Uh, I always thought, like, it would be smart if, like, he had a little thing that, like, he could push a button and it would, like, flip, like, a bulletproof, like, covering over yeah, his face, so, you know? Because yeah. it's just kind of... It gets preposterous once he's getting shot as much as he gets shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but especially, like, later on, there's, like, a bunch of people with, like, machine guns. Exactly. Like, yeah, he caught a few bad ones somewhere in this <laughs> scenario. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed, um... He has, like, the big metal thing, like, on his arm. And I didn't know if that is just, like, his grapple hook or if that contains other shit. I yeah, couldn't really tell. Sure. I did like the look of the suit. It, yeah, it looked good. Yeah, it, it seemed like it fit him pretty good. Looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, where was I getting to? Okay, so um, after he beats the shit out of all those guys, he sees the uh, bat signal in the sky. And it, then he that brings him to the crime scene where the mayor got killed. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And this was also in the trailer, so, like, Gordon's, like, bringing him through the, the, the crime scene. All the cops are, like, you know, yeah. looking at him. Which, I mean, he works so closely with the police in this movie. That's another thing. It's like nobody puts together as Bruce Wayne, even though they're getting a really good look at him, you know. Um, and, and, yeah, so uh, this is going to be the first of many where uh, there's a dead body and a card from the Riddler with a riddle on it and, like, a, a cipher... Yeah, the first one is a uh, yeah a cipher and like a page of like cipher, but also like inside the card there's like kind of the key to the cipher or whatever. I think these are interesting, but we don't really get like a good enough look at them to like uh, see how they work. I guess. Well, I, I mean, you're not just gonna see a cipher for like ten seconds and be like, got it. I guess, I guess, but like I, I couldn't even really like when him and Alfred are like figuring it out. Like, I couldn't really even understand how it worked exactly. Yeah, it was just like Zodiac or something. But it's, uh, yeah, I like, that's basically what it did is made the Riddler the Zodiac killer. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, di- I do like that, um, that we get to see him be a detective in this movie, more so, more so than any other Batman film. Yeah, definitely some of the crime scenes, like, he picks out certain points of interest and, like, you know, has some input. That's where you tell his observation skills are above normal i mean in the the dark knight you get that you know small um sequence where he he you know puts the bullet back together or whatever and finds the the fingerprint on it or whatever so there's like a little bit of detective in there but not much in this movie you get a lot more of him putting things together right yeah yeah I, i did see that um i'm no i'm trying to remember the exact sequence of things so we we first get his scene, his first scene with Alfred. Right, he goes back to Alfred and like he kind of shows him the code or whatever, and Alfred helps trying to crack it, and ultimately he doesn't, but he give he's like an inspiration, so Batman can crack it or something. <laughs> well, I remember like he he tells Bruce that he wants him to meet with the accountants, 
And Bruce is like, no, I don't want to. Right, that's the part where he's like, yeah, I don't have time to be Bruce or whatever. Like, I'm not not doing this crap. Now, I feel like I'm skipping over something, but eventually him and Alfred get back on this cipher, and it, it says the word drive. Right, they they eventually figured out, yes, yeah, driver. Yeah, I think just the word drive, drive, which leads him to uh, him and Gordon finding the mayor's car. Well, garage full of cars, I guess. Right, he's got like a, a big car collection. Then, like they break in and they're going through this. Yes, and he's like, "I'm looking for a USB," which I don't know why he knew that. Well, so there was two clues, right? They cut off his thumb, right, and the word drive. So oh, it was thumb drive, thumb drive. Oh, okay. yeah, it was like a bad pun. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so then when they, they find the car with the, it had like a punctured tire with a like shears or something. Yeah. And he's like, so he gets in there searching. He's like, what are you looking for? He's like, USB. <laughs> it's like, it got the thumb drive. <laughs> okay, okay. I yeah, got it. it's a horrible joke. <laughs> um, so yeah, then they, they put the USB in the computer and it, it's he's like, it's encrypted. And he's like, use the thumb. So he, he puts the thumb on it. And um, it, it turns out it had it, these pictures of the mayor with like I, I, a, a girl, a woman that's not his wife. But also like, like after it had that, like, it did something like like it hacked his computer and immediately sent yeah. like emails a mass email through Gordon's computer to everybody containing these pictures yeah like a, every news outlet or something something like that yeah yeah and so i think um this oh oh yeah i remember the woman the picture of the woman and him is at the iceberg lounge the penguins club right and that becomes important because it shows um it shows the mayor it shows some girl that he's with and, and penguin uh, and the penguin is there so he's like he's going to go to that club. club and look up the penguin yeah and he just goes there as batman and knocks on the front door <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is okay but I, I i like batman the infiltrator who sneaks into places it seems like he could have probably been a little sneakier he's like hey i want to see the penguin then like another guy shows him oh, i want to see the penguin <laughs> and then he just starts kicking everybody's ass <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny though. Yeah, I mean, like those guys could have just locked the door on him and been like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do that." You yeah, know? you open the little peep slot and be like, "Fuck off, Batman!" Yeah, <laughs> everybody's just, like, Batman. I told him open. to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's outside, just standing there like that. <laughs> wait, wait, what's that? He's grabbing like C four off of his mouth. <laughs> but yeah, so he he lays waste to all these people and and like one of them they kind of single out because he's we're gonna figure out is like a, a dirty cop so he comes back into play right one of the people he beats up yeah but anyway the penguin and him end up going uh in the penguins like private room uh penguin claims that he doesn't know the Anything, woman pretty much yeah yeah he's just but um selena kyle is a waitress there right and like he takes notice of her and he also noticed like she gives penguin like an envelope full of money. And oh, takes drugs and away. And takes drugs away. Yeah, yeah. Um, like right in front of him. <laughs> yeah, which wasn't very smart. Yeah. Um, so he um, leaves and just follows Selena back to her house. Right. She gave some indication that she recognized the person in the photo. So he followed her. That's right. Because she looks at the photo and he looks at her and he can kind of tell yeah. that, oh, she knows this person. So yeah, he follows her back and we see that um, that woman in the photo is in Selena's apartment. 
Um, but he's like kind of creepily spying on Selena, right. getting and he watches dress. her do like a strip tease. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is classic. <laughs> this is why I put my money on the table <laughs> for Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> the things I have to do, <laughs> justice. <laughs> I am vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and so yeah, she she basically puts on her her. Catwoman outfit and gets on her motorcycle and uh, he he we see him. Uh, did you mention like she talked girl. talked with her friend like yeah. the girl? In oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. She they're, talked they're like roommates, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he follows her. Um. She ends up going to the crime scene where the mayor the mayor's apartment or house or whatever, and because she knows there's a safe there that contains this woman her friend's passport. Right. The, like they took their her passport so she couldn't run away or something. Yeah, like so it was something maybe slightly convoluted, but yeah, they took her passport so she couldn't leave the country. But yeah, her her passport's locked in the mayor's safe. Um, so Catwoman uses her Catwoman skills to get it out of the safe, and then Batman's like, "Oh, you're pretty good at that." <laughs> 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 I've been watching. <laughs> yeah, he like tells her that he was watching her in her apartment. <laughs> yeah, at some point he does. Like. <laughs> Um, but one thing, uh, you know, so they get in a little scuffle here, a fight, and I like that they didn't just like have her like kick his ass. Like he gets the upper hand. Like you see that he is the better fighter between the two of them. Um, and then like a guard shows up. So like he like puts his hand over her mouth and is like quiet or whatever, you know? Although did that, that guard didn't notice that like the safe was open. I guess not. (laughs) I mean, I mean, it depends how much you get paid, how much you want to pay attention to shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> if you just walked in on them and there is Batman, Catwoman, you'd be like, "Have a nice night, sir." <laughs> get your ass kicked. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with Batman, dude. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically, then like, I think Batman's like says like the one woman's in danger. We better get back to your place or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. So they race back there, and like her friend's gone. <laughs> Yeah, the apartment's been tossed, and, like, there's been a scuffle. Yeah. And so, I think Batman basically here just says, like, I'm going to need your help on this one, and, like, can I get you to team up with me? Right, yeah. Oh, I know one thing we skipped over um, was um, back, like, right before he had a scene with Alfred, we find out that he wears these specialized contact lenses, which basically record everything he does every night. Yeah. And so they they help him like you know he can go back and review go back and he like writes his like journals yeah he keeps like a case book basically, um, so she agrees to help him and and we can also kind of see you know that they like each other yeah there's sexual tension there's, yeah um so he gets her to wear a pair of these contact lenses and um and jump in if I'm like. No, this is pretty much I'm, it. I'm sure I'm missing shit here. Um, so she goes, uh, she's going to basically help him. Because um, she know. oh, she mentions that there's this, um, I think like this place called 44 Below, which is like a special room within the Iceberg Lounge where like all the mobsters and well, like politicians right. that shouldn't be there have meetings and right. shit. Right, it's the secret club in the club. Right. And she normally works, I guess, in the outer club, but she can... Go down there and work or something? I don't know. If you're expected to be a prostitute down there, what the deal was. I, I think she said, like, when her mom was alive, she went, she was there with her mom, like, as a kid or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, she knows about it. Um, but, yeah, she works in the regular lounge or whatever. Um, 
so she goes in there and like she's like seeing all these like people that shouldn't be there like cops and politicians and like high level people right and batman also has like a feed off these can or contact lenses so he can see what's going on and he, he she has an earpiece as well yeah and if if she looks at him long enough that he has like facial recognition right he'll it'll, it'll recognize him so he's he's trying to get her to takes the time to look at people for like a second until it recognizes them now i think we did skip something because back at the original crime scene there is a cop that comes in there i think he's like gordon superior and he's like damn it jim you're bringing this guy like you can tell he doesn't really like batman being on the case i felt like they were kind of he was kind of like an equal with gordon but like like he could swing enough to like you know, get him in trouble or something. And the guy mentions that he was like a friend of the mayor. Mm. Um, anyway, what I was getting at is we he the Riddler also kills this guy. He like um, hooks him up to a thing where like rats are like eating at him or something. Yeah, right. It's kind of weird. Like the rats have to go through like this intricate maze, and like when they make it to him, like they can eat his face off or something. So pretty horrific way to go. Yeah, and and. In the maze, there's another letter. Oh, I should say, all these crime scenes have a letter addressed to the Batman. Right. Um, where he gets the, the clue in the cipher. This one, the maze, had a cipher on it. Um, I forget what that led him to, though, that particular clue. Yeah, I don't know. It might come to us, but I don't remember. Because there, there's, it seems like there's a clue or two, like, talking about a rat. Yeah, and I was... I don't remember the exact orders. Larato, I think. Yeah, because he gets it wrong at first, right? Larato, something like that. Yeah, something like that, like oh, rat yeah. with wings, stool pigeon. Right. It was kind of yeah. It was weird how that one went around, and like he couldn't figure it out. Yeah, um, I, I forget exactly. I, I think I think that clue was the one that Alfred eventually like got the Spanish off of. Well, yeah, I, I think. Uh, Alfred spelled it out and like he said something like it's bad Spanish or something because it was L instead of law. Yeah. And eventually like the we'll get to it, but the penguin like gets him with the correct like thing or whatever. Um so back at the club, uh Bruce notices that um one of the people she's looking at is the DA. Right, it comes up played by uh Peter Skarsgård, I believe. Okay. I recognized him. I didn't know that was him. Okay. Yeah, I um, believe that's his name. Um, but yeah, the district attorney and his office were all at a table. Yeah, and so she starts talking to this guy, and he just <laughs> starts saying things that he shouldn't say. <laughs> How is he a DA? Yeah. Well, they were all like on drugs. That's true. Oh, he is on that yeah. the drops or whatever the drops, they call yeah. them. Special drug they made up for this, the drops. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, she basically... Um, there, there's this woman with him, and... She knows what happened to the missing woman or whatever. Right. At some time, at some point, Selena mentioned it and she could see her reaction. And then she, she left the table to go after her. And Bruce wanted her to stay with the DA to find out who the rat was. Right. Yeah. So they must have already got the rat clue by then, right? Yeah. They had to have had the rat clue. So that must have been the second guy. Yeah. Um. So. And and also here, Selena bumps into Carmine Falcone, and like Bruce finds out that they had some sort of prior relationship. I think he thinks it might have been romantic. I I knew I, I figured they were going to follow the comic, so I kind of 
guess that she would end up being his daughter, which is what happens. Um, um, so Selena goes outside. The DA like follows her and like offers to give her a ride, but she's just like she knows he's like shifty, so right. she calls it for a taxi. And then he's a he goes to his car where the Riddler is waiting, and the Riddler bumps him over the head as well. Right. Um, trying to think because I know eventually it's going to lead to that funeral scene, but I, I'm pretty sure there's some shit that happens <laughs> in between there that I'm not remembering exactly. I don't know if you guys... Yeah. I don't know. That's where the next clue comes in, right? Right. I think you can skip to that. There might have been something random with yeah, Selena he... or, uh, or Alfred. I don't know. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure we're we're missing some things. But yeah, eventually um, Bruce decides to go to the funeral of the mayor because he thinks that the Riddler will show, show up there. Up, because yeah. like, you know, a lot of, you know... He thinks he's a criminal that might want to see his handiwork, basically. Right. Um, so he goes there, and he actually runs into Carmine Falcone. And we find out that, um, also borrowed from a uh, comic book, I don't remember which one, maybe Long Halloween, but we find out that years ago, uh, Carmine was shot in the chest, and uh, since uh, Thomas Wayne was a doctor, Thomas actually saved his life. Right. And young Bruce witnessed it. Right. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I do vaguely remember that. I read that a long ass time ago. Yeah, it it is from a comic, um, and so um, this is where Bruce runs into um, the African American woman that's running for mayor. <laughs> right, she like tries to pull him over and like squeeze him for money, like at a funeral. I was gonna say that like we get the sense that like she's a good person, but it does seem shady that she is right. trying to like get it. Yeah, She's like Bruce Wayne, I gotta take my my chance now. I know we're at this like tragic place, but can I get a a donation? <laughs> um, he also like um, as he's going into this place, he sees that like the the Riddler basically has this cult around him. A lot of people are like in favor of the Riddler because they're like, oh, he's taking down these piece of shit like corrupt fat cats, you know? Yeah, he he's. Some somehow he's enlisted in or like um, made kind of some some followers online, right? And we also like Bruce kind of um, hears this guy talking in the crowd, and I forget exactly what he says, but we get the sense that he's one of these Riddler fans or whatever. Oh, okay. And I think that's the same guy that shows up later. Maybe. I didn't piece that together, but yeah, that was kind of a weird off piece of dialogue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the guy that shows up later that he beats the shit out of. Um, but, like, th this funeral, like, barely, like, gets started. or It doesn't really even get started. And, like, you can hear there's, like, some sort of commotion outside. Yeah. You don't really know what it is. And then, like, this car, like, barrels into the building. And, like, just for a second, like, Bruce looks up and he sees, like, this guy looking on. You don't get a look at him, but right. he thinks it's the Riddler. Yeah, he's backlit, so you just kind of see the silhouette. But everyone else is running and he's just standing there watching. Yeah. Um, which I thought was an interesting thing to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and we find out that um, it's the DA. He, the Riddler put a bomb around his neck and um, taped a phone to his hand and a, a letter for the Batman to his chest. Right. And, well, there's also like one reference I don't think we mentioned is like um, the mayor's son was there. So when the car came crashing in, like he he broke his attention off of the Riddler to go save the boy. That's right. And then, um, yeah, the car comes crashing in 
and well, he lets the boy go. I'm, I'm guessing there. Does he become Robin? Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, I definitely got that sense because they they kind of cut to him at a couple different times, and I was like, because he's an orphan now, and he does show. I was wondering that too, because yeah, he does show up at different points. I mean, they they they've never done a Robin like on screen, and I kind of think it's a bad idea. It could be. I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, it give, it would have to give him like a whole different side, you know. It's kind of hard to justify him putting a kid in harm's way, you know. Yeah, but he does it in the comics like over and over. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I been, know. There's been like 14 different Robins. I like, know, I know. Like if one dies, he just gets another one. <laughs> Gee, he put, <laughs> he's putting kids in harm's way, man. <laughs> They're teenagers. I mean, they they could eventually do it, but uh, I don't fair, know. I think they only killed one Robin. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he came back to life, so oh, it's fine. It's back, fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> Um, so they, uh, clear out the building, uh, all the civilians and, um, they kind of bring a bomb squad robot, robot to look at the guy. Yeah. Cause you, like you were saying, he had the bomb around his neck. Right. And Batman, Bruce changes into Batman. He waits, I guess for nightfall and he comes in and well, I think he just had to make an exit and change and come back. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, he uh, the note basically says like I'm only a phone call away or something something along those lines, um, and, and the phone starts ringing on the DA's uh, that's taped to his hand. So he pushes it and it's the Riddler, and he's also like um, broadcasting this to the internet, I believe. Probably, yeah. I don't know. And he basically um, says like if the DA will answer three riddles, he'll release the bomb. Right, and he's got like two minutes or something. Yeah, something like that. And so, like, the answer to the first clue is, like, justice. The The second one is, like, bribes. And he says, like, how much he's been bribed for, which is, like, 10000 a month. And yeah. then I, I the, forget what the third one is. The third was. question is, who's the rat? I, I don't know how it's set up, but basically he has to say Oh, yeah. He says, who's the rat? And he's, like, and the DA's just, like, I, I, if I'm dead either way, so I'm not going to do it because then my family will die. Right. He, basically, yeah, that his family was going to die if he, he told, so he'd just rather die himself. So yeah, this is the what we referenced earlier. So the bomb goes off like right in Batman's fucking face. I I would have liked it more if Batman was like, oh shit, that bomb's going off, and he just like maybe ran a little bit well, and I, it like hit him in the back or something. I thought it was just gonna like decapitate him or something. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the bomb, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense because the Riddler is like giving him clues to try to enlist his help, basically, and like. You just, you know, you just blew his fucking face off. I know. That's the other thing that doesn't really make sense. Because we, we, we find out later that Riddler, in a way, is a fan of the Batman. Mm. And so he doesn't want to kill him. So, yeah, I, I wish it was either like a small charge that just blew the guy's head off. Or Batman at least ran a little bit from it so he can buy that it wouldn't have just fucking killed him. <laughs> right, like it beeps a few times. He's like, oh, shit, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like he took the brunt of it so bad that really it should have killed him. Right. Even if he had just thrown his arms up over his chin, like <laughs> yeah. just to protect a that face, or yeah. just like turned a little bit, like his back, you know. Yeah. Looked, yeah. I. Uh, they gotta protect Batman a little bit from being looking <laughs> ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Um. So he wakes up like this, knocks him out, and like the you can see like the police are surrounding him, but he's like he he's blacking out. 
And of course, nobody took his mask off, but they were talking about it when he's coming to. Right. It's also ridiculous. They weren't like, oh, this guy's an explosion. Let's get him to a medical. They're, they're like, take him to the police station, <laughs> fucking put him in an interrogation room or whatever. The whole time without taking off his mask and then talking about taking <laughs> off his mask. You know, I, I know they can't just like copy the, the Dark Knight, but I did like the moment in the Dark Knight where the guy goes to take off his mask and his booby trap to shock the shit out of him. Because it's like, okay, there's a reason. Like, you know, I, I like that in the Dark Knight because it kind of, you know, helps explain that. Um, but yeah, he comes to and he starts getting in a fight with the police officers. But, you know, Gordon's there. He's like, calm down, everybody, calm down. Um, and then I don't remember like the exact conversation here, but a lot of the cops don't like Batman and like Gordon's captain doesn't like him. Right there. Well, also like when Batman first wakes up and like he starts swinging at everybody all crazy as shit. Yeah. And like he does this a few times. So everybody's like pissed off and on edge. And then so somehow Gordon talks everybody out of the room like so he can be there with him by himself. Yeah. And I, I think at one point like, the captain's like, I'm putting you down for uh, assaulting a police officer. And he's like, put me down for three or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Gordon convinces like the captain to let him go into the ne- next room and have a conversation with Batman. And there's like two exits to this room. So they're all on one side and like there's a- another side that's not being guarded apparently. Yeah. So like Gordon, like basically, I think he tells Batman like, punch me. Punch me out, take, take my the, key, take these keys, go the to the key roof, to the door, yeah, and escape. So yeah, he, he he punches Gordon like really hard, and I think you mentioned this to me. Like Gordon doesn't have a black eye or like any. Yeah, like, later on, he should have like a black eye and like <laughs> a big ass bruise on his face or something. I mean, they do have a conversation where he's like, he's like, you could have at least pulled your punch, and he's like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, that's why I don't have any uh, lasting effects. <laughs> that's why it didn't hurt that bad. <laughs> but so he has a scene where like he's he's running and there's like a million police officers chasing him, and he like he uses a grapple to get like up through the center of like the, the huge like you know spiraling staircase, and these cops are just like shooting like indiscriminately. Yeah, he, t- he took a lot of shots on that. Yeah, one. I thought his his dick and butt would have gotten it <laughs> really bad. How did these cops on the other like levels just knew like? Oh, I need to run out to the staircase and shoot this motherfucker. Well, that's the other thing is like all the ones below are like shooting at him, but as he goes up higher, there's just all these ones on the upper levels that come running out as well. They're like, right. "Oh, well, I guess we hear that gunfire, and we're just gonna uh, run out and automatically know what's going on." And also, like the guy sh- on the bottom level shooting up, not real safe for the other cops. <laughs> yeah, like aren't they gonna have crossfire? And shoot some civilians in this situation. But yeah, so he makes it all the way to the roof. <laughs> okay, now this scene here. So now we are introduced to a new kind of bat gadget that I don't know how I feel about because it, it, it looks a little ridiculous and it doesn't end up working very well. So he basically <laughs> has a um a, like a bat like wingsuit like some skydiver yeah, squirrel suit squirrel suit that's what I was going for. Yeah, because like well like in the the Nolan Batman's he has like basically the hand glider type the memory cloth thing which I think is cool even though it. You know, but it doesn't yeah, exist. But this yeah. one, he unzips, and he's just got a squirrel suit. So he's like, if I have to fall, like, I can slow myself down a little bit. Well, first of all, like, I, he did it so fast, I wasn't sure how he put that thing on. Like, how it... I, I felt like he had to, like, unzip part of his suit and, like, bring it out and attach yeah. it or something. It was part of his suit. Kind yeah. Of. Okay, so it's just, like, in a zipper compartment, and he something, can bring it out. Yeah. But, yeah, he puts on this squirrel suit. He dives down. 
and he like <laughs> he ends up he's like going under this bridge and it like pops out like a small like parachute i think that right. gets caught on the bridge and it just like and then it catches and then he gets hit by a bus <laughs> yeah like a bus or something and he, it's like he, he throws him out on the street really right. hard he goes rolling down the street uh, at least that he was he did limp away from that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I think maybe fuck. he should have done a little more than that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next scene, he's okay again. <laughs> yeah. He must have like Tempur-Pedic cushioning inside that thing. <laughs> uh, what was the next um, bit after this? Um, he some somehow he decides he's going to go see the penguin again. That's oh. what I was going to say. I, I it, it somehow leads back to him taking a long. Um, harder look at the penguin but i didn't remember exactly yeah i don't remember exactly why it seems like it was something selena was saying to him well she ends up coming into that scene but i didn't think they had talked for a while so i was thinking it was something i was thinking it was something else but i don't remember exactly what the fuck it was because yeah the da dies i think there was that clue that they went back to the penguin for remember like uh, something about a bird what was it uh, oh the maybe clues? they were it was part of that clue he was thinking the, yeah. the bird thing like, oh well they he, they're like maybe it's a pigeon like maybe it's a penguin yeah so they thought maybe the clue was pointing toward the penguin okay because yeah i remember like him him and, him and gordon yeah they have that scene by the signal where they were talking about oh you could have pulled your punch or whatever and then, yeah, I think that you're right. I think that leads them into that conversation. And they're like, maybe it's the penguin. Maybe I should take a, a closer look at the penguin. So, yeah, he goes to this warehouse where um, the penguin is. And uh, he looks through the the uh, the roof or whatever. Because, you know, this is a thing in, in uh, like, all Batman comics and stuff. There's so many roofs that have, like, the skylight that he can <laughs> right. just, like, look in and break through and shit like that. And he sees, like, they're, they're making the drop drugs or whatever or oh that's right that's yeah selena didn't tell him because she has a different part like a coincidental meeting or something yeah so he's like on the building and he's like talking to gordon but then he notices like in the back of the building or whatever like selena shows up on her motorcycle and he's like oh things just got complicated and and so selena like um um, uses her whip on those like twin doorman guys because they they like make a couple appearances <laughs> and like um, designated uh, beat beater. <laughs> we find Gosh, out yeah. we find out that she's ripping off the pe- trying to rip off the penguin like um, right. They're doing like a massive drug yeah. deal. So yeah, and so bunch she of money bunch of drugs. Yeah, a bag full of money. But then the Batman confronts her, and I don't know if it's the noise they're making, but. This draws the attention of the penguins' goons, and they just start like opening fire on them. Yeah, and also I, I think they find a bag that has like the the dead body oh, of her yeah. friend in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, she had already found that I think, but she was stealing the uh, the money. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like somebody should have probably died here, but but they're basically pinned down. So Jim Gordon comes barreling in with his car, but then like he's getting this shit like right. shot out of him. And Is Bat- this car bulletproof? <laughs> I don't think so, but it was taking a lot of damage. Yeah, I was like, he's hiding behind the door of that car. Like, some of those are going through. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I don't think the scene was thought out really well because, like, Batman um, slips off into his car, and this is where we get the Batmobile, like, reveal, like, revving up. And, like, Penguin's like, oh, shit, I better go. But, like, one of all of other goons still, like, went after, like, um, well, I guess we see Selena like take the take the money and get off on 
she's safe on her motorcycle. But what about Gordon? Like I'm guessing he, I don't know. I would have think he would have still been in danger. <laughs> I don't think his car would have drove off. <laughs> but um, man, the Batmobile! I I really love this Batmobile. It's cool. It's like an old muscle car. He's got some kind of gigantic fucking engine in it that's part rocket. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like a V8 and a turbine engine. <laughs> I I do look like that. It just looks like a really souped up muscle car. Yeah, yeah. And it's so. I guess it's not inconspicuous, but more so than the Tumblr. Even though I think I prefer the Tumblr because it's just so <laughs> badass. Um, but yeah, I did like this this Batmobile. It's it's pretty fucking cool. What about you? Yeah, I liked that. I like the Tumblr more, obviously, because it's like durable and everything. Right. But this was pretty cool. I, I like the whole idea that he doesn't have all the answers like to all the problems just yet. You know, right. he's kind of like figuring his way. So when it comes to this technology, it's still kind of being developed. That's true. I wonder if, like, going forward, uh, if we'll see, like, an evolution of, of that going forward. Yeah, possibly. Um, <laughs> one thing, though, is, like, I feel like this car chase causes so many civilians to get hurt and or dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was sure people are dead. Yeah, because the penguin takes off, so he takes off chasing him. Selena takes off on her motorbike with a bag full of money. <laughs> but... This was such a long like uh, car scene. <laughs> yeah, like he's chasing him, he's hitting him, and they're dodging, swerving, and it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, they're like going the wrong way in oncoming traffic, yeah. and like part of me is like, I feel like Batman's smart enough he could have just tracked down the Penguin without killing all these civilians. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. Well, at some point, like the Penguin, like he swerves in front of like a tanker and like brake checks him, and then the tanker hits his brakes, and Batman like hit rams him or something. But yeah, it ends up in this big fucking traffic jam and this tanker flips over and explodes, which is great. But like Batman does one of these like gone in 60 seconds where he flies up like one of these um, trucks with a ramp on it. Right. It, 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 it was very convenient where like the tanker turned sideways, but then this other like truck trailer like went right in place where it created a ramp where you could like right. go through the flames. But it did come like right after that, you get that great cinematic where... The penguin's just like laughing. He's like, take that motherfucker. Yeah, he's like, I got you. And he's watching the rear view, and there's all this smoke and explosion. And then just the Batmobile comes flying out of the right. smoke and comes behind him. But I mean, that was like totally against everything Batman stands for. He like definitely was a reason. Yeah, I was definitely, yeah, I was watching. I was like, there are people dead back there, buddy. Yeah. And then he like he goes on to have this scene with the, with the penguin, and uh, he just gets like a, a clue figured out by him. And then he lets him go. So, like, the whole thing <laughs> was, like, you know, he could have gotten that clue out of the Penguin any time, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, I mean, <laughs> they definitely still had enough to put the Penguin in jail. But they basically just tied him up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he he solved the clue that the, the La Rat, El Rato or whatever was uh, the Batman. Which I don't remember exactly how that came around. But, mm. but it ends up um, leading them to... Like go to a website where the oh that's right where the Riddler is like directly communicating right they can with have them. direct communication yeah and he tells him bring the rat to the light and like you can have me or whatever like I'll reveal right. myself um and and I think like Batman uh types in like does the rat with wings or whatever resemble a penguin. And the, the Riddler's like, oh, you don't have the bigger picture yet or yeah, whatever. Yeah, something, yeah. 
And I believe this is where something causes Bruce to put it together that um, the Riddler is going to target Bruce Wayne and he's fearful for Alfred. Right, I don't remember exactly how that came, but yeah. Or did he give him like a clue that... Yeah, he knew it was... Oh, yeah, 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 he gave him a clue. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what it was. He was going to be targeting Bruce Wayne, and then like he was freaking out because Alfred was home or whatever. Now, this leads to the question, which I thought the answer was yes, but maybe it's no. Does the Riddler know that Bruce is Batman? No. No. Oh, they, they make it look like he does at some point. Yeah. And yeah. But no, towards the end when um, when he's in the cell, you you find out that he didn't know. Yeah, I was a little confused on that part. Right. Yeah, yeah, they did it on purpose, and it was kind of confusing. Yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, he, so he, he figures out that, you know, Bruce is going to be the target, but he's like, Alfred's home alone. Like, so he's like speeding in, in his car, trying to get there, and he calls, they have like a woman that works for him that I've, I've never seen her in the comics, I don't believe, I like, but she works, I guess, for in the Wayne Enterprises building or whatever. Yeah, and he's, she's like, I think he's like, I think Alfred might be in danger. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. It happened an hour ago. And so it, it, it's showing Alfred like got this package. It said for Bruce only, but he opened it. It had a, like a fireproof like thing to the Batman and a bomb that blows up. And for like two seconds, it makes us think that Alfred might be dead, but really he also is bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he did throw it away from him. Yeah, that's he still got a pretty good blast. Yeah, I guess <laughs> he did more than Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Bombs are just not effective in the uh, DC universe. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, Alfred's in the hospital. Um, I think he does get a new clue there. That's where he starts learning. It talks about the sins of the father or whatever. Oh, right. He finds out about his dad. What was that project called where they were donating money? Uh, Renewal. 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 Renewal is like some project his dad had set up to donate a bunch of money to the city for like public work stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like immediately after he died, like everyone kind of swooped in and and started using it for corrupt business. (laughs) Yes. Um. I was wondering, I, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I found, I didn't know if it was just an, an Easter egg or if maybe they were throwing people that know the comics, trying to throw them off a bit. But there's, in this thing he's watching, it's like there was this reporter, and I'm pretty sure his last name was Elliot. I didn't know this thing. And um, also, like in the same video, so there's this character in DC Comics called Hush, and his real name is Tommy Elliot. And also in that same video, like it says the word hush, and so I was like, I didn't know if that was just um, probably just an Easter Easter egg, egg or or if they were making people think, oh, are we going to do a switcheroo where this isn't the Riddler and he's really hush or something like that? Oh. But um, they didn't do that, so I mean, I, I think I think it was just an Easter egg, but I I, I didn't really know for sure. Um, and then yeah, I was trying to remember what brought on that. Video. I guess the Riddler just released that online or something. Maybe because yeah, it seemed like you just watched it on TV, right? It was it was about like corruption or something, and it was like point calling out. Well, it said like his mother was an institution, and mm-hmm. it, it came through different stuff. But yeah, it just seemed like it was a uh, against the corruption in the city. Um, 
I'm trying to think, because at some point soon after, um, I think I'm missing a scene, but I know Bruce go, goes to the club as Bruce because he wants to talk to Carmine Falcone. Yeah, I don't remember when that happened. I mean, I think it was somewhere around this point. Um, oh, yeah, he talked to Alfred in the hospital. Yeah. But after he sees Maroney. That Marone. was after, yeah, because yeah. he was confused, yeah. So basically, he goes to see Maroney, and what Maroney tells him is that... Um, oh, and I forgot to say, that video also said um, that... Um, I believe in this continuity of the movie, Martha Wayne was actually uh, an Arkham. I, I believe in the comics, she's actually... She's Martha Kane, but in this version, she's in Arkham. Right. So the the video also accused his dad of putting the hit on an Arkham reporter. Right. So that's yes. part of that's part of why he goes to the club to see the Falcone is to yeah. try to iron this story out. And it also the video said that you know um, Martha. The thing that the reporter uncovered was that Martha um, had mental issues and had kind of been. Um, hospitalized many times Multiple times yeah and, and and that that was going to hurt um thomas wayne's political career or at least that was his fear right so yeah the story was like that was going to hurt his career it was going to become public so he killed the reporter yeah so bruce goes to falcone to ask him about this basically and yeah falcone says that um his dad hired him um to kill the reporter basically right and he and um so then um, oh, and he also tells him that he doesn't know for sure, but he thinks Sal Maroney put the hit on the Waynes. Right. So, yeah, his argument for that was like after he killed the guy for for Wayne, that then he was going to have something over on Wayne and the other guy didn't like it. So he had him killed. And I think, well, I think he's told him, too, that somehow the reporter like was in league with Maroney. Yeah, I don't remember. It was something like that. Anyway, so now he goes back to the hospital. Alfred wakes up, and he's like, Alfred, you lied to me. Um, and he tells him this. I thought that was kind of abrupt, too. Like, Alfred just woke up, and he's like, hey, bro, why are you lying to me? <laughs> I know. I thought that, too. I was like, man, maybe be it, take it a little easy. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm glad you're okay. No hugs or nothing. <laughs> you lied to me. You know, there are a, a couple different instances in the movie, though, where you get the sense that Bruce isn't, like, socially adjusted yeah, right uh, and doesn't always like pick up on social cues well like times where you'd expect him to do something and he just stands there and like doesn't do anything well and there was that scene um where he was getting selena ready with the contact lenses and she's like i'm just bait on a hook you don't even care whether i live or die or something like that and he like <laughs> yeah. he like this was a bit of a bait and switch. Yeah. He like puts his hand like on her face, you know, and he thinks he's he, he's gonna like comfort her, but he's just like, yeah, they're working or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, look at me. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you definitely get the sense that like he's he's not like like his traumas kind of in his childhood is, like made him not the most like socially aware guy in the right. world, <clears throat> which is. Kind of accurate, <laughs> probably. Um, anyway, yeah, so he's asking Alfred about this. And Alfred basically says that Thomas Wayne did not put a hit on this guy. He just kind of wanted to scare him, basically. And that things ended up going south and the guy was murdered. Right. And he basically tells Bruce the opposite of what Falcone told him. Where he's like, I think Falcone put the hit on his parents. 
I don't know for sure. Could have just been some thug, but that's what he thinks. Yeah. Um, so Bruce looking out, because every building has to have a skylight. He looks out the skylight <laughs> of this hospital, and he sees that the bat signal is going off. He goes there, and like Gordon's down below, and he's like, wait, I thought you lit this. Um, uh, so they go up. They don't know what they're going to find, and they find Selena um, he has um, uh, tied up on a chair the corrupt cop that we saw before right. um, from the club. And she has this record, incriminating uh, recording of Falcone talking to the, the her Russian friend that was murdered. Right. They actually has like the murder on tape. Where did she get the tape? Was it from that corrupt cop? Yeah. Like, I think she had it on. He had it on him. And yeah, like, like why? Like, like uh, that's like what a, I, a phone call that was recorded or something. Yeah, I, well, know, I didn't understand like how that happened. Basically, why a cop would keep that around. I guess just as protection. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no. The girl, her friend had tried to call her. Oh, right. And she had a recorded message. Yeah. Something like that. Well, it was recorded on the friend's phone, but he had the friend's phone in his possession for some reason. Yeah. Like he'd taken it. Okay. So let, let me try to piece this thing together. Because there's they say that um, this is where they find out that um, is this where they find out that they put it together that Falcone is the the, the quote unquote rat? Um, I don't remember exactly. They're getting close, yeah. Because um, oh yeah, they get this guy to confess, right? They he says everyone reports to him or something. Yeah, because they're like, so I guess years prior, Maroni got busted. It was like the biggest drug bust in police history. And he was informed on by somebody, right. some mysterious figure. And we find out, I guess, that person was Falcone, which I didn't really understand that because traditionally, aren't Falcone and Maroni, they're like rivals. Like, is the implication that they were all in the mob together and he turned his back on Maroni? I, yeah, I don't know. It sounded like they were all working together on this renewal, like how to take this carcass and like split it up amongst themselves and then okay. uh, he he kind of got greedy and like uh he turned, turned on, on, turned on him. Yeah, yeah. okay but then bruce is like um so what is like he like your guys's puppet or something but then the guy's like no it's the other way around like he's in control of everything right and so i didn't know if i completely understood that aspect of it but um, like you mentioned earlier, they're saying like, yeah, it doesn't matter who's the mayor. He's the guy that's been pulling the strings for the last 20 years. Right, yeah. Um, so um, Selena like is going to kill this guy. And Bruce is like, no, don't do it or whatever. Um, she ends up, though, like kicking him off the building. And like, so Bruce has to save him and it gives her time to get away. And let's, let's talk about how he saved him, though. Oh, go for it. I don't remember being the, remember this in the cartoons, but it's like a similar thing. Like he falls off, and like Batman just sh- like shoots him with a grapple. Right. How fucking bad is that gonna hurt? <laughs> well, I mean, even in the Dark Knight, he does that with the Joker. Uh, right. Yeah. I was thinking of the cartoon one where he like shot him with it, but I I think he got him like in the ass or something. It was something kind of funny, but <laughs> but can you imagine a grapple hook holding you in like midair like your whole weight? Oh. 
<laughs> That's miserable. Well, and I don't know exactly <laughs> how it like. I don't know. Flesh not tear off. <laughs> and does it like just go like through his body, or does it like somehow wrap around? It? Like, like the Joker like somehow wrapped around his leg, you know? Even though that's improbable. Well, I think of this one was like like a hook thing, or like like a like a hand, like. <sighs> well, I know, like when one of the fight scenes at the club, like he sticks it through a guy's leg. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He shoots like a couple people. Yeah, he goes through their legs. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I don't know exactly how he maybe, hooked maybe this he guy. Did. Maybe he just impaled him and it opened it behind him. I don't know. I would think it would hurt either way. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it, they get him back up. So Selena is on her way to go to the club because like years ago, Falcone killed her mom and now she wants revenge on him. And um, I think Bruce tells uh, Gordon to basically... Um, release this recording to the public. Right. Um, and then he's going to go to the club to try to... Stop her. Stop her, basically. Um, so, yeah, she, she goes to the club. She uh, gets Maroney um, basically alone, is about to to kill him when a guy comes in and tells, like, boss, you got to see this on the TV. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, the media has... Uh, that recording, that incriminating recording. Um, at the same time, Bruce uh, has infiltrated the club. Again. Again. And um, he's cutting through, like, the power supply to the buildings, so it shuts off the lights. Right. Like, he not, like, she gets back where she has a gun on him, and then, like, he cuts the power, like, right at that exact instant. Right. So, like, she's trying to, like, shoot the Falcone, but, like... It, it, he he's kind of getting away because the lights Have, are off. Did we touch on the fact that Falcone is her father? She does mention it, like, right in there. Well, I don't think she reveals it until after. Maybe, yeah. Because... We're right in there somewhere. Well, because... She tells, it, she tells uh, Bruce earlier. She does tell Bruce. Yeah, I don't remember where that scene is placed. If it, I think it's when she finally pulls the gun on him. She's like, hey, Dad, or something like that. But there, there is a scene just between Bruce and Catwoman, and Gordon's not a part of it, where she tells the whole backstory about... Yeah, she does tell it at some point. He's That's pressing back, her, like, yeah. based on what's y'all's relationship. Like, how do you know him? Yeah. So that must have happened before. Well, that was when... Um, she stole the money. She stole the money, and she's like, he owed me this money. Yeah. And they got in this whole big thing, and she's like... He was like, how, how does he owe you this money? He's like, he's my dad. Yeah. yeah. And he had killed her mom. Right. So then it all comes out. Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, so, so now um, there's this scene where, um, yeah, the power's out. And there's, like, um, an open elevator shaft. And, like, these guys are, like, you know, pointing their guns at it. And they, they kind of hear, like, something. And... and you know, obviously, is Batman, and so like he he beats a guy up with the that has the light, so like it's in complete darkness. Dark. And so now they have this scene that was in like the first trailer, where like the only light you see are when the machine gun are firing, are firing. Yeah. and it's kind of a cool scene. It does look cool. it looks cool, but again, he's getting hit so many times yeah. that I'm just like, okay, I get that he has body armor, <laughs> but he's got to be in fucking pain. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not doing well. He's like, like, none, screaming. Of the, none of those hit him in the face. Yeah, yeah. that whole thing. It's like, that's the thing I mean about like, 
It's kind of like in pro wrestling where sometimes they make the ref look too stupid. Where I'm, I'm like, I want to see Batman do cool shit, but don't put him in such an improbable situation that um, you can't buy that he's not like yeah. just dead. Yeah, there were, there were. It was weird when he did get hurt and when he didn't get hurt because I was like, well, how come that hurt him and then the other things didn't? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a little bit uh, far fetched, but again, visually a very cool scene. Um, so yeah, now we're back in the room where like Selena's like, um, about to kill Falcone, but then like he, he gets the drop on her, starts like choking her to death. Oh yeah. yeah. And of course, Bruce comes in right at the nick of time, hits him. Um, she's about to shoot him, but like Bruce stops her. Yeah. Um, and so Bruce starts to, uh, he's bringing Falcone um, outside to the police. And I think Falcone, like, tells him, basically, like, this isn't going to work or whatever. Right, everybody's in my pocket. Right. Yeah. Um, so he brings him out, and, and like, Gordon's there. And, like, yeah, he tells Gordon, like, good luck, all the police are with me. And then Gordon opens the door, there's all these cops there to arrest him, and he's like, we're not all with you. you yeah. Know? Um, now, at this point, the Penguin shows up, and... The penguins pissed at Falcone. Did he just find out that he was the rat? Is that what happened? Yeah, it might have been. They had some exchange. And, and then, like, um, the penguin goes to basically bring out a gun. And there is a gunfire, but it's not the penguin. And we find out that it was the Riddler. He shot Falcone dead. And he was in, like, the street light. So, Bruce... Batman like didn't mean to, but he brought the rat into the light. Right, and also this part doesn't make sense because like so Batman looks up at the apartment. And there's a sniper in the window, and later he goes up there, and that's the Riddler's apartment, and it's filled with like years worth of shit. So Riddler has been there forever. Right, and um, so like all this time, Falcone's never come out the front door where he could just take a sniper shot at him. Like, Batman had to bring him out. I was like, this guy's been living like a hermit life in inside this club for, like, years. But to be fair, like, I don't think the Riddler's only goal was to kill Falcone. And, like... Yeah, he had other people on his list. But it was just, like, it's such a convoluted path to finally, like, shoot this guy. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think Riddler, more than anything, wants to make a huge political statement. Yeah, the, he's, these he's trying to do something. He's yeah. trying to expose the corruptness That's of true. Gotham. So, like, Falcone's just, like, the cherry on the Sunday. I think. I think overall, like, you know, he's got this larger plan. But it seems like also part of his plan here, because, like, after he snipes him, like, he runs away and he doesn't go very far. Like, his plan was to be to be caught to be caught yeah and he makes sure like people see him go into this cafe yeah and that's where you get that scene from the trailer where he's like you know puts the question mark in the coffee oh, in the or whatever coffee, yeah um so yeah they 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 capture him and like they're going through his apartment and uh, there's a cage with a bat in it and another clue and another clue and um this leads to a video that needs a password that they don't have and Gordon gets a call and is like, the Riddler wants to talk to you. So, you know, he goes to Arkham and this is where he um, has a conversation. And, and like, see, this is the part that confused me about does he know if Bruce is Batman? Because right. he opens the conversation where he's like, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And, and Yeah, it goes on for like that for a while. And then he's like, 
Bruce Wayne's the only one we didn't get. And so that's where it kind of breaks it, like... That he didn't He know. didn't know. He thought they were two separate things. Oh, okay. But he was still, like, fixated on Bruce or whatever. Because mm. he was the one that got away. And I think even, like, um, you know, he's got, like, a million pictures in his apartment with, like... And it seemed like one of them had, like, both, like, Bruce as a kid circled and maybe him as a kid circled. And he was, like, an orphan. Yeah, at- he was also an orphan. Which comes... This, that's like their their talk is where that comes out. So yeah, um, oh, I I'm just remembering now a scene we missed earlier where the, him and Gordon got a clue to go to like an old orphanage. Oh yeah, we did skip over that, and that's where they saw a video of Thomas Wayne and the whole renewal right thing. Right. Yeah, but we'd already talked about renewal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, in this scene with the Riddler, and I think you talked about this like way back at the beginning, where it seemed like maybe he went a little over the top here. Right. Um, but this leads back to, okay, so you know how I was talking about how this movie you know, has these instances of basically saying, like, maybe we shouldn't idolize Batman and his thirst for vengeance. Because ba- Riddler in this scene talks about how like he was inspired by Batman. And like how he could use fear and violence, All right? To you know, kind of inspire people, and so this is where you kind of get a like maybe these things we like about Batman, yeah, aren't the greatest, you know? Yeah, I mean that's been kind of a running theme is like does Batman create the supervillains? Right. Yeah. I mean, usually in movies, like Batman is the villain. Like when you think about like villains and how they behave. It's always somebody who had, like, something bad happen to them in their childhood, grew up kind of jaded, and then, you know, wanted to get back at the world. So, like, Batman is, like, the archetypal, like, you know, blueprint for, like, a villain. Right, but he, t- he took his obsession the other way, hmm. kind of, and uh, trying to help people. In, well, yeah, well but, he sees it as helping people. I mean, being, beating up, like, you know, spray painters or whatever like that. Like, you know... <laughs> People would usually be like, that's overboard, you know, that's wrong. Right, and I think that's one of the fascinating things about Batman is like, when it, like, yeah, like, we root for this guy, but every once in a while, um, he he maybe does something that makes us go like, oh, is he going too far? (laughs) I mean, they did that in The Dark Knight, too, where, like, he ends up um, doing the NSA thing and spying on everybody through the cell phones to try to track down the Joker. Which I like, um, and they, you know, kind of, and, you know, Morgan Freeman's like, this is wrong. Like, right. we shouldn't be doing this. And he's like, I'll help you this one time, but, like, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, so they have their conversation, and he basically, you know, Batman basically ends up telling him that he's a psychopath. And he, he, he like, rejects that because, like, to him, like, the Batman was kind of his hero, and he thought they were on the same yeah, he page. thought they were going to be the same, and he gets all upset and butthurt. Right. And he basically tells him, gives him an inkling that, like, he doesn't know what's happening. Like, that the Riddler has some big plan. Yeah, there's still something happening, even though he's in there. Right. And he kind of, like, gets in his face. is like, oh, you haven't figured it out? Everything was in front of you. Maybe you're not as smart as I thought you were. Right. So, like... He he goes back to Riddler's apartment because he's like, I need to find. Yeah, there's still something. There's still something here. Uh, so he goes there, and he's looking through the evidence, and like a cop 
you know, they always there's that security guard that's has the, the job of like uh, protecting these crime scenes, but he isn't very good. <laughs> but he's like <laughs> he was Barney fifing it, right? Um, but he's looking at like the murder weapon, and like this guy gives him the clue. He's like, oh, that's a you know carpet um, puller or whatever. Like I know like yeah. a relative or something that's in that business or something like that. And so that gives him the clue to like, oh, I'm going to lift up this carpet here. Yeah. And he lifts it up. And um, God damn, I forget what the phrase was underneath. I don't know, but it's like the password. The right. Something changed. I forgot. Yeah. But it's the password to the computer. And also like it has these like lights on it that cor- bombs. correspond. Yeah. So he listens to this video and basically the video um, tells of this plan where He's got these seven vans like parked around that are going to explode and um, flood the city. Right. So there's like a seawall. So he's going to put like bombs along the seawall and blow out parts of it. And then eventually the whole thing will collapse. And he basically knows that because like the whole mayor, mayor victory thing is going on and like their version of Times Square, whatever. He's like everybody in this area is going to get evacuated. Is, is going to get evacuated into this like certain building, right? And he's like calling on his uh, followers um, to basically go up in the rafters with high powered rifles and start sniping, right? And just start people. shooting people, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we see the, those guys kind of, you know, wearing the Riddler garb, the masks, and everything, and and they're getting all set up for that. Um, we get a scene of like Gordon um, in that building as well, and like he's trying to keep the mayor from like going out and being exposed, but she like does it anyway. She goes to the podium and says something, and like one of the guys like takes a shot at her, yeah. but luckily they're not great snipers. They didn't aim for her head. <laughs> yeah, at this point there's some water coming in, and it hasn't like gone full bore yet. Right, and the like, people are panicking a little bit. And we also got a scene outside Selena, like on her motorcycle, like a cop stops her and he's like, you got to get inside this building or whatever. Like she's trying to get away. Yeah. She was trying to get out or something. He's like, you can't go. Oh yeah. So she ends up, you know, being put into this building as well. Um, But anyway, the, like the politician lady gets shot in like the stomach or whatever. Gordon gets her like out of Dodge and he, he, you know, sees the, these guys, are you know up there and he's like how do i get up there but at this point this is where batman like right goes. this this is basically where they're just going to start unloading on people right and like he explodes through the ceiling <laughs> in a very well shot like <laughs> sequence that i think is in one of the trailers where you know he breaks through yeah, and it looks really cool yeah and he just starts um you know fighting these guys yeah beating the shit out of them with their own guns and shit like that um but at the same time, taking lots of shots. That's another thing. Like at this point in time, like if you steal someone's gun, like just unload a clip on a few guys. You know, you're hitting them with the butt of the rifle and swinging it around and getting shot some more. <laughs> like just, just you don't need to be this hardcore anti-gun, buddy. <laughs> it's like sometimes you gotta shoot. Some I mean, you even shoot him in the leg or something. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You know? Well, he does like at, at one point. Him. At one point, like a guy, like two guys are like aiming at him and he ducks out just in time for them to like shoot each other mm-hmm. <laughs> right at the same time oh and like you were talking about earlier like he shoots like a couple people through the leg with his uh with his grapnel, grapnel. i'm like 
that's probably roughly as bad as being shot. Maybe worse, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, because he like he does that, and then he like puts his weight on them to like swing oh, yeah, down or whatever. Around. I'm like, yeah, those guys are fucked up. <laughs> like they're not walking again, probably. <laughs> um, Meat has been ripped off the bone. So eventually, like one of these guys with a shotgun, like finally gets the best of him and like shoots him. Right, that's enough to like, like knock chest. him back, and he's dangling by one arm. Yeah, he's dangling by one arm. This guy's reloading the shotgun, and then in the nick of time, like Selena uh, gets up there and is helping him. Another thing is like that guy. What he well, he loads his shotgun, and then he puts it down to Batman's head. But like he doesn't put it to like his yeah. face. Like he puts it up here on his helmet. I'm like. You've been shooting his armor left and right. Shoot him in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoot him in the mouth, dude. <laughs> yeah, these guys uh not not the best shots, maybe. Um, but yeah, so Selena like gets that guy, but then somehow that guy gets the best of Selena and is I think about to kill her. And like Batman, he like he's super fucked up, but he like opens up this like port in his leg and like sticks himself with adrenaline yeah something like that <laughs> and so like he gets up and he just starts like fucking wailing yeah, on this he, guy he rage and you're it, you're like is he gonna beat this guy to death <laughs> and um he doesn't but he maybe comes close gordon kind of comes and like breaks it up too and then this guy takes off his mask and i'd have to watch it again to know for sure but i'm pretty sure this is the guy from the funeral scene from earlier like i was expecting his face to be like super fucked up when, when they cut over to him I was like, eh, he's got a broken nose. His glasses are kind of messed up. <laughs> but again, like, um, God, there's something in this scene, too, that kind of hammers home the point um, that they're saying Batman is too violent. I mean, it could be. I mean, he definitely got super violent in that particular I part. It, well, I mean, I think his motivations kind of got called out. Like, when, when they asked him that, they asked, they asked that guy who he beats up at the end. Like, who are you, or whatever, and he calls himself Vengeance? That's what it was. Okay, so yeah, they're, they're, I'm glad you said that. So, in, in the scene, you know, at the very beginning where he beats up the subway gang, like, he, they're like, what are you? And he's like, I'm Vengeance, you know, from the, tra- the scene from the trailer. And yeah, now this guy repeats that back, says he's Vengeance or whatever. So that's where now you're putting it together, like... Batman kind of realizing, like, oh, shit. Like, this is what I'm putting out in the world, you know. Um, which is interesting. Um, but, like, between that and, like, the Riddler scene, I, I, I think this movie is trying to say something. Yeah, yeah I could see that argument. Um, so now this building is starting to flood, and there's, like, people trapped below that are in danger of drowning. Now, one thing... So, like, we see this electrical box is, like, kind of shorting out, and it's putting sparks, like, throwing sparks down in the water. Right, like, it's going to electrocute people instead of, like, throwing a breaker or something. (laughs) But what he does, which I'm not sure is even a good idea, he jumps on the wire cable, and, like, apparently he can detach the bat signal on his chest. Right, it's some kind of, like, the battering or something. And it's, like, yeah, like a big battering slash, like, sharp knife. Yeah. And he uses it to, like, cut through the electrical wires, which I think maybe shocks him. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know if he needed to do that. But anyway, he goes and splashes down in in the water. He comes up, and this scene is also in the trailer. Visually, this looks cool. He lights a red flare. Yeah, it was a little bit extra. But, yeah, just a cine- cinematographic uh, 
Cinemagraphic. Cinematography. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. One of those big words I can't say. <laughs> anyway, he, he goes and he starts. He, he helps the mayor lady out. He also helps. And this is another callback to, is this kid going to potentially be a Robin? I kind of don't think so. But, like, that same kid, he ends up, you know, helping him. And they show this, um, yes, uh cinematic scene where he's he's leading the people out with his flair you know it looks looks cool um so now um the movie's kind of getting to where it's wrapping up and he's like helping people and and this is uh where they bring back some narration and he kind of acknowledges like um you know i have to be a symbol of hope i think rather than a symbol of fear yeah something like that which again is interesting because they're kind of you know, again, like I do think this this movie is kind of a referendum on how p- people traditionally view Batman. Although I've always seen Batman myself as kind of a hopeful figure, but in some interpretations, he's kind of a bastard. I guess. Yeah, I always think of like Superman as the hope, and Batman as kind of like the the vengeance. You know, like I mean, when they're together, they have that dynamic mm. for sure. But I I don't know that. I mean, there's a million different interpretations and stories of Batman where some he's a hard ass and some he's, you know, lighter. So, but I, I, I like that he has an arc here where we see he's growing as a character and, you know, understands that maybe he needs to change how he's being uh, to do more good. Yeah. Um, now, one thing, so they have a few, you know, more scenes. And one, I don't know if they really need it. It definitely seems like, hey, we're not done. We're setting up a sequel where, like, we see Riddler in Arkham and next door is a figure that we don't exactly know who he is. It, it seems like they're setting him up as Joker, maybe, but we don't know that yeah, for sure. like a little bit over the top of Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I hope he isn't Joker. Like, I was talking to him, like... The Joker is a great character, but I just feel like he's overused. Like, I want him to use other villains that they just haven't done yet, you know? Yeah, maybe they could go to a Joker later, you know? Like, he's eventually got to, you know, make his way into the storyline, but... See, I don't think he... I don't think he's a necessity. I'm sure he will. Hmm. But I just... I don't think he has to be in it. I feel like when I think of Batman, Batman, I think of Joker. Like, they just go hand in hand. I don't know. I You know, I liked... I like the fact that they use the Riddler in this movie, that it really was like a, a mystery. And I'd like him to keep, and, and we got to see his detective skills. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'd like him to use maybe like um, the ventriloquist or, or Calendar Man or somebody who could set, like create mysteries for him to solve. Yeah, you know more about the villains than I do. So, all I know is Joker. So, I guess, like, yeah, if you could introduce new characters and make them interesting. Yeah, I just don't think using the Joker over and over again is interesting, you know? Yeah. I just, he's overused. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, that guy they're using is, I think his name's like Barry Keoghan. He's, you watch the Eternals, right? Yeah. You know the kid that could, like, mind control people? He has that power. And he's kind of in love with the speedster woman as well. Okay. It's that guy. Okay. That actor. Um, he also has a scene uh, with Selena where, like, she mentions that she's going to go to Bloodhaven. And, like, she's trying to get him to run off with her. But he's like, you know, she's like, oh, I see you're spoken for when 
the she, bat, the bat signals on. Mm-hmm. And they have this scene where they ride their motorbikes for a little bit, but then she goes left, he goes right. And, um, well, that's basically where the movie ends, right? Well, there's kind of like a, a foreshadowing of the penguin becoming like the new... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. He kind of has a voiceover where he's like, yeah, there's like the city's flooded. There's parts that people can't even get into. And people, some people will use this as like a, a grab to get more power, and they're showing the penguin there. So that's another thing they're setting up for a future movie. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I could see the penguin being a, a good villain. I think uh, he was like kind of meek in this movie just because he was under Falcone, right? But when he gets his own like power, and everything, yeah, it seems like he's gonna have a, a rise to power. Yeah, he seems like he's kind of a, a smart guy, he, he knows right. how to keep himself alive. Um, guys, is there anything else that we've maybe glossed over that you can think of that or that you'd like to talk about not really man we had like everything yeah i thought it was pretty good uh, <laughs> yeah it probably we, was we a, didn't struggle as much as like we do after if we've watched it like a few days ago yeah it probably is a good idea that we we did this <laughs> soon after but like even so like there was still like things i was forgetting to <laughs> piece together but um yeah, overall, um, really, really liked the movie. Like I said, I think I would have liked it with a little more of the noirish, like Batman narration. Uh, Personally, throughout. I would have preferred more looking at babes through binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> There's always the porn parody we can look forward to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, well, guys, it's t- it's judgment time. Where would you guys rate this scale of one to ten? Uh, I'd give it a good solid eight out of ten. Yeah, I'd put it between like an eight and a nine. I'm saying, yeah, I'm going 8 out of 10. I think it, this was a, uh, a solid movie. I'm looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, me too. And what do you, what do you guys think of the the length of the movie? Because like we were saying, it is almost a three-hour movie. Were you guys feeling that, or did you think it went along pretty well? Like, I don't know what they could have cut out, really. Yeah, for because I, I heard some reviewers, like, complaining, like, yeah, maybe they could have taken it out you know, 15 minutes. But for the most part, like, I could see maybe trimming up some of those end scenes. Like, we probably didn't need, like, the the Riddler-Joker setup. Like, yeah, potentially, you know. Uh, to, things that could have made this movie maybe feel more, like, self-contained than, hey, there's more to come. Like, I could see maybe getting rid of those scenes. But uh, I didn't mind them. And, and overall, like, I, I felt the movie moved. Oh, and uh, spoiler alert, don't sit through the credits to see the bullshit at the end. Oh, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> Did you do that? No. <laughs> Boys, I mean, man. I mean, I heard a reviewer... We were like end cap, so we couldn't get out anyway. Yeah, we couldn't get... We were kind of trapped anyway. But I heard a rever- reviewer, like, say, like, you can stay through the credits, but it's not really worth it. But, like, uh, and, yeah, it's so stupid. It's just, like, you know, like, the scene where he's, like... They're typing back and forth to the Riddler on the computer. Basically, his Riddler thing comes up and it just says, like, goodbye. And I think it very, like, briefly, like, maybe shows that ratatata.com or whatever that site was. Yeah, some bullshit. Actually, they probably could have pulled out, like, the the Joker-Riddler scene and put that as, like, a little bonus at at the after the credits or something. That would have made more sense, actually. That would have made a lot more sense. I don't know why they didn't do that. (laughs) What did you guys think of the, um, like the theatrical score, like the bum 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 bum? Well, bum, at bum, some point there was someone behind us like tapping. Oh really? I didn't tapping out that sound. I was like, I was starting to get pissed off. Oh, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> notice that. <laughs> I was like, I was looking around. I was like, does nobody else fucking notice it? I did. What, what do you mean they were tapping with their foot to it? 
I don't know. It sounded like they were like clicking like something solid on solid, like oh. to the beat. And I was like, oh, this is annoying the shit out of me. A few times a guy to my left was talking to his like girlfriend or whatever, and I was like, this guy could shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> well, at my theater, uh, my my seat, you know how you get like a reserved seat? Yeah. Like uh, I went over there, and there were like four teenagers sitting in there, like on the, the row. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not starting anything with teenagers. So <laughs> I just sat behind You just them. walk in there, excuse me, fellas, and just sit <laughs> on one of them. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh. Oh, I think you're in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if you did that to make a point, but then you're like, oh, I'm in the wrong row. Yeah. <laughs> M. As you were. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. Well, guys, we've been at it for like an over an hour and 40 minutes. So oh, should, oh, shit. <laughs> should we wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, yeah I need it. to go to bed. <laughs> well, guys... I like talking about Batman, as you can tell. Um, we hope everybody goes and sees this movie. Hopefully you enjoy it as much as we did. Uh, but please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to us on your podcast service of choice. Leave us thumbs up, positive reviews, comments, all that good stuff. And um, why not follow us on, on Twitter as well, guys? Where can people find you on Twitter? At a name for this too, and that's number two. At unsolicited S-U-G. And you can find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Tune in next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Bye, guys. Peace. Have a good one.